0: like a moment from a horror movie you have been hanging out in the wrong clubs Mr Wayne I've seen this movie smoke mirrors guys welcome to the movie factory join the club we've got jackets and you stole it from a movie we want you in our club kid
1: hey everybody welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club I'm John Burke and with me as always is Corey Starn. hello hello And we're not starting a second time. No, no, that's not how we do things here. It is us to finish the representing theme of September 2021 with the movie Sweetheart from uh, 2019. Uh, This is Corey's pick, the last pick of the month. And then we will, at the end of this episode, reveal October, which you know is going to be horror movies because we've done that literally every year, I think, that we've done this podcast. Um, That's the one consistent month in the, the entries we always do horror movies in October, uh, but we always find some extra theme. We've never done the theme we're doing this year, so I'm kind of excited about it, but we'll talk about that at the end. Before we get into our review of Sweetheart, though, for this week, Corey and I like to catch up with how things have been and see what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So, Corey, I have to ask, how you doing?
0: God, I'm just so glad it's Friday. Oh, What a week.
1: It's been such a week. Yeah. Um. Anything in particular happened to you?
0: dumpster fire mm. it was just, and I don't know, so I had yesterday off. I took yesterday off to go to TreeFort. um not made up. it's a real thing. They've got a Twitter, Instagram, they all over the internet um but uh, it's like a local festival here that we usually have every year. It's usually in March, uh but you know Covid. So it's been like two two years I don't know, uh, yeah, but it's been a while, um, but they're putting it on most of it a lot of it's outside, which is nice, but I wasn't going to go down there yesterday um but my friend you know messaged me like an hour before Japanese breakfast went on, not made up also. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, I was like, oh, you should come down here. There's somewhere, you know, you'll be able to see blah, blah, blah. So I was able to get there in time. I missed like half a song or something. The universe was working in my favor. I thought it was not working in my favor because I almost live in the next town over from Boise. I'm like right on the outside of Boise. Um, and I had to drive all the way downtown. I had to park, you know, far away from the stage. but. My short little legs can hoof it when they need to. But <laughs> she was super, 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 super great. Um, I only watched her and then I went home. And then, I mean, she was last act on the main stage. But, you know, she's made my favorite album of the year so far. So. And I just feel like it was the poppy goodness that we needed. Mm. you know. So, um, yeah, just really, really, really good. And she had a book she released this year. I haven't been able to read it yet, but crying in H Mart if anybody's interested. But yeah, at least that was a good thing.
1: It is. It's good to have at least one happy moment. I, I guess I had that. Um, I was telling uh, Corey off air um, that my my old band, like the f- my first band that did stuff um, before before Contrast. Uh, I was I played in a lot of like high school band, like not like high school, like the marching band but like bands that were full of high school kids and a lot of that band transitioned into my first like band outside of that but we only played like house parties um it wasn't until i joined contrast that i actually played some real shows and we got to open for uh seven Mary three we opened for nonpoint Corey was at oh God, I think I was both there. of those shows yeah um and i started I've, I've stayed in contact with those guys for a long time um the craziest part i'll say in a second but it, it looks like we're we're not going to it won't be a reunion because we're not even in the same state anymore. Like members of the band have scattered across the country. Um, but because of digital technology, I think we're going to be uh, re-recording some of our old tracks. We are having our tracks remastered and then um we're going to post them out online on like Spotify and stuff, which will be really cool. Uh, you know, all that work we did. But the craziest part is I realized while we were talking about this, I'm like, if we waited three more years, it could be our 20th anniversary. Cause that's how long ago it was. And Dang. that made me real kind of crazy and sad. Cause Taylor is, uh, Taylor <gasps> was like nine months when I played my first show or something like that. And um, I can't handle her being an actor. Yeah, I know. And it's like, wait a second. What now? But, uh, but that was like the good thing. I had some crazy stuff just in general this week, uh, all work, mostly related stuff. But um, one of the, the things I, I've, I have a lot of my students for multiple years, like several times, like we get really close, especially year three, year four. We've, we've been in the same room together, working on collaborative projects and talking about movies for three or four years. And so, um, today without getting into any specifics, this is just real general. Um, one of my students had a medical situation occur and, uh, basically collapsed in my room and scared me to a point that I don't know that I've ever felt that scared and like helpless. Cause I knew there was nothing I could do outside of getting additional help. Cause we do have, like, we have protocols in place for things like this. Like if they happen, you know, um, they just don't usually happen. So like, it was one of those panic moments where I'm like hitting the button and they weren't responding fast enough in my head. They were probably super fast, but it felt like it was way too long. Like I just, I was like, I need help right now. Like, why are they saying something immediately? And, you know, I I said it's medical priority one, which just lets them know, like, everyone who can get here needs to get here, bring a wheelchair, that kind of thing, um, because I don't know what's wrong. And uh, luckily, as far as I'm to be told, the student is fine, um, but I've had the student for three years. So, like, you know, it's someone it's someone I know very well and it is, it is scary to see someone, you know, like collapse cuz you especially if you don't really know the cause like you don't know what to do um so that was that was this today like so it's still like I'm still kind of reeling from it like I don't think I fully have recovered from like my shock of the situation obviously I hope the kid has recovered um better than I have because it is it has troubled me I've been you know obviously just worried but even so like it just I don't usually panic I that probably doesn't sound true to people who know me. They most people probably think I panic all the time. But oh my god, I know you. I'm kind of like, like the Incredible Hulk in the Avengers with anxiety. Like you know, they ask him how how do you you know, control it? And He's like, I'm always angry. I'm always anxious. So there's always like a level of like, no, no. I just know how to deal with this. But I hit a level I have not hit in a long time today, and I have not come down from it. Like I'm just like, oh, I'm so shaky. And um, yeah. It it was it was. A crazy moment I, I also I, but because not only do I know the students really well they know each other very well because they've been together for multiple years at this point and um one of them was in the room like so I have three classrooms like I have a classroom I have a computer lab and I have a studio because of my what I teach and most of my students were in the computer lab because we were working on filming something and or editing and he had walked the kid who passed out had walked back into the classroom and another student was in the classroom I I'm in between, like I'm in the lab and I'm walking to the classroom and I hear the, like what's going on. So I go into the classroom before he collapses. And as he's collapsing, the other student does everything in his power to help him down. So he doesn't like crash to the ground. And it was just, we have a, a motto at our school that you are your brother's keeper. And it made as scared as I was, I was so incredibly proud of my other student to, to act, you know, to like, not let this kid just fall to the ground and hit his head or something, you know, like it it could have been way worse than it ended up being. um And I just, things like that, like as scared as I was, I, there was like a positive that I could take away from it. And that was, it. it was like this other kid, just, just such a good kid, such a kind heart and was immediately just like doctor mode, almost just like, I've got this, you know, like, and I'm like, you're too young to have to have this, but thank you for doing this. <laughs> like um, it. Yeah that was my day today folks uh it was stressful um but you know uh it, it honestly in hindsight it, everything it couldn't have gone smoother and and my staff, my like coworkers my administration they were in my room minutes after i hit the button like um and i am i'm far from the office so like it is a walk to get there but like people were there helping me they were even like they could see that i had like probably maybe a panic attack. I'm not sure. It, I don't think it was quite to that level, but it was definitely like visible that I was messed up from what had just happened. And my, my assistant principal was like, do you want us to cover your room? I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm like, But I probably should have taken it up because I, I was definitely a little frazzled, but um, you know, I'm not going to leave my other kids. Uh, Cause they are, to be fair, I think they were all a little traumatized by it because it's like, we all know each other again. And it's like, they just watched one of their, their peers, collapse without really understanding what was going on and again i don't really fully understand what was going on but i think we were all a little shook up by it um but we you know we all went right to work afterwards like they they the group that had a film kept filming and the other groups were editing and i was you know doing my my job helping with helping where i could help kind of thing um that's scary yeah that was my day i'm still as you can probably tell a little a little shook up from it so why we had to start the podcast over for like the first time I think ever because <laughs> my brain's like, nah, nah, we don't we don't have function right now. I'm like, oh, OK, thanks, brain. Um, Anywho, let's get into what we've been watching, because I probably have repeated myself eight times in that whole rant. Uh, you want to go first, Corey? You can go first. All right. I've watched um, quite a bit of movies. I didn't get to the new episode of What If or What We Do in the Shadows yet this week um because my my college classes are in full swing now um so i'm I'm teaching in person for the first time in over a year uh, at the college um last year everything was online and so it's been kind of weird being back in that room and it's been real hot apparently that's finally going to get fixed but like i there was no ac last night in my my class and it was real hot um anywho uh, i've still managed to get a lot of movies in I've been checking some big ones off my list. Uh, I watched the original Cape Fear from 1962, um, which is great. Uh, it's it's actually, I think, a little darker. Um, did we watch Cape Fear on the podcast, or did I just watch it on my own?
0: No, I'm pretty sure we watched it for an episode.
1: So, because I, I know we did Scorsese, I just can't remember which four we did. But um, so Juliette Lewis is young in that, but like she still looks like a high school kid there. The kid in the originals like under 12, like oh, real dear. young. It doesn't go – not, not all of the same scenes play out like they did in, in the Scorsese one, but the guy is after the daughter. Like that's kind of like how he's going to mess with him is he's after the daughter. So like that's like – again, there's no like – the daughter is not into him or anything because like, that's – they kind of play on that in um, the Scorsese one, but it's because she's older. They don't do that in the original, but man, is it like more troubling because the guy's like, ah, your daughter's cute. You're like, what? Dude. So um, yeah, that, but a really great movie, but it's, it's different too. And that is worthy of note, like Scorsese does not just rip it off. Obviously, there's a lot of similarities, but there is its own thing. So um, the big surprise of the week in theaters, there's a movie out called Cop Shop that I had never seen a trailer for, even though I go to the theater every week. And my theater got it. And I was like, how do I not know about this movie? And this movie has Gerard Butler, Frank Grillo, um, who are kind of both like straight-to-video action movie guys at this point. Um, and then uh, an actress named Alexis Louder who's really good in this. And it is directed by Joe Carnahan, who's done some really respectable movies, but he's done some bad movies, but like Smoking Aces, uh, The Grey but he did the A team like movie that didn't get a lot of buzz um despite having like a pretty big cast with Liam Neeson and Bradley Cooper in it um but we uh i went to the theater to see this with uh, my friend Adam and my cousin Nick and we all were, like, kind of loved it like it's really well written and uh the action's pretty solid in it uh, the performances are really good we were all pleasantly surprised. So cop shop definitely worth checking out. Um, I watched the movie we're going to be talking about. I watched the new Clint Eastwood film cry macho, which was what we covered on bloody awesome this week. And uh, it's not bad. Didn't love it. uh, Didn't hate it. It's kind of very neutral. Um, I watched easy rider, uh, which is one of the uh, AFI top 100 movies. It's uh, directed by Dennis Hopper. Um, I don't, I don't love it. Um, I totally understand why it's on the list because it is like stylistically, it it fits into a. Um, it's kind of unique for what it is, but uh, it's, it it was It doesn't hold up super well, and it's it's weird. It's got a, it's got Dennis Hopper kind of like vibe to it, though for sure. Um, I I watched the African Queen for the same reason. That's from 1951. Uh, Humphrey Bogart, Catherine Hepburn. Um, the inspiration for the Jungle Cruise ride. So having now seen the film Jungle Cruise, I was uh, immediately like, oh, okay. Totally see how this is similar. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's not – I didn't love it as much as I've, I've seen other people loving it, but I did like it a whole lot. Um, so this week we had testing at the high school. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday we had to have alternative schedules, and I got selected for obvious reasons to – uh be in the auditorium showing a movie. Um, and so the way it would work is we had uh, about 200 kids for an hour for each day, three different sets, right? So like three periods, if you will, of about 200 kids in the auditorium spread out as much as they could spread out um, showing uh, chunks of a documentary called nine 11. Um, it's about nine 11. And I'd never seen this documentary, but it's really compelling. It's on prime. And the, the documentary was being made to uh, follow the firefighters in New York City, and they start filming their documentary in June of 2001. And they're following around, uh, I think ladder, ladder seven, um, if I remember correctly, and uh, obviously, they are um, un- un- unaware that they are heading into the events of 9 /11, right? Like so uh, they are the uh, I believe they're the only people to film the first plane hitting the first tower because no one knew that was going to happen. These guys were out on call. They heard the plane. They looked up and caught it hitting the building. And it's a really intense documentary. It was a very intense experience showing it to a room full of kids that were all born like four years after nine 11 happened because that's how long I've been teaching now. Um, And four or five. Uh, So a lot of them have, you know, they know about it, but none of them know about it, like the way that we know about it from experiencing it. So we've hit that level of separation now. And so showing the documentary was very heavy. Um, It it was also, you know, some of the kids don't want to watch the documentary. I had to like do some some education type stuff to get them hyped enough to give it a chance. And I would say for the most part, every group really responded uh, to it in, in an appropriate way um but it was my first time seeing it and uh it's it's really good um it's really sad because of what you're seeing but it is like there are parts of it that like you really get to see what it would have been like to be in New York in the moments that the towers hit and the tower falls like they're closer than they they had any right to be in a lot of ways and i don't mean that like the fact that they survived it is the crazy part um and then tonight uh continuing trying to get the AFI list completed before the end of this year, which I have 17 movies left to watch to hit the top 100 AFI films of all time. Um, and I watched city lights from 1931, a Charlie Chaplin rom-com silent film. Um, after kind of ranting this morning to one of my students about not really being excited to watch the silent films, I, I decided I would jump into one tonight and I'm really glad that I did. I actually really liked this one a whole lot. Um, Obviously, it's highly, highly well regarded. Um, it's on this list, and it's it's you know beloved movie for a lot of reasons. And i i've the I've seen the kid, so I like Chaplin enough, but I still was like, oh man, I don't know if I feel like sitting through this. And it it charmed me so much. I actually really was able to like focus on it. I I was my fear was that I wouldn't be able to like pay attention because there's no spoken word that I would just lose interest. And uh, no, it it kept me the whole time. Um, so I I really highly recommend it. if you get a chance to watch it it's on hbo max hbo max has a lot of the afi list on it um and the print of on hbo max is the criterion print for city lights so it, it has the criterion logo and stuff at the beginning of it so um yeah i i highly recommend it um again it's not like i'm the only one doing that but nevertheless i would recommend it uh and that's that's pretty much it what have you been watching cory
0: my list is not as extensive but uh Wednesday um we went to see Jungle Cruise. Oh. Finally. I've been wanting to see it for a long time, but no one wanted to go with me. Bill decided to go with me. I could have gone by myself, but mm, um I actually really had fun watching it. You know. And um it's not going to change your life, but I got caught up on Slasher Flesh and... Well, I'm almost caught up on Slasher Flesh and Blood Uh, since my friend was here. I missed a couple episodes, and then I'm behind another episode. And then I'm done with both seasons of Mind Hunter.
1: Oh, nice. I, I really need to watch that.
0: Yeah, it's really good. And I really like the score in it. And I guess that, like, I like to listen to scores when I work. Because sometimes, like, music with lyrics can be a little distracting. Yes. And uh, especially since my whole job is typing words, <laughs> you know, um, it can be a little, you know. But I think I might see if I can find that one to stream somewhere, because it's really good. I don't know how it'll be listening to just that, you know, without the show. It might be very tense, but yeah i really like the show i do recommend it like every other person on the history of the planet i get that makes sense makes sense yeah
1: um about. so i guess it is time that we jump into our movie of the week uh cory picked this one um it's called sweetheart from 2019 uh has a 5.8 IMDb user rating and no other real ratings cuz it was a Netflix original. Um it is a Blumhouse presents uh and Universal. Movie. Well Universal and Blumhouse seem to work together quite a bit so that makes sense, but I was kind of um,
0: Sorry to interrupt you. I was just kind of surprised seeing that on a Netflix movie, I guess.
1: Ah, well the distribution model is weird with how that works, so yeah, it it's not surprising um completely, but it it is It is weird how the industry does things like this, but uh, Jen was washed ashore, a small tropical island, and it doesn't take her long to realize she's completely alone. She must spend her days not only surviving the elements, but must also fend off the malevolent force that comes out each night. Uh, Directed by J.D. Dillard, uh, writers Alex Heiner and Alex Thurer, Thurer, two Alexes, and also J.D. Dillard, stars really Kiersey Clemens. That's the start. Um she is an actress I like quite a bit. Um there's a few other people in it. I guess I'll drop their names. Emery Cohen, Hannah mangin Lawrence, Andrew Crawford and Benedict Samuel, literally the whole cast. Um I did not know much about this movie. I'd seen the poster on Netflix a bunch. I never really it was it's it's interesting because like, it's her in the water looking back and then like the reflection instead of the reflection being her it is the island um, so I, I, I like the poster and it caught my eye before but I never really was drawn to check it out um, I guess Corey my question for you is what uh, led you to this movie
0: um, I hmm. I was working really hard to find movies that neither of us had watched yes and um, also obviously fit our uh, theme this month and anytime I can like fit in, you know, a horror thriller is <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. I worked really hard on my picks this month, guys. I worked really hard.
1: I mean, I, I uh, the previous pick for this month was Atlantic's, which was a great find. Um, I'm really glad we we came across that. I I had no idea I'd slept on it. It's one of the rare times, um, um, where Big Tuna, uh, regular fre- regular reference on this show, um, had not seen it, but it knew about it, but like, still, like, very rarely do I find a movie what? like that, um, where he hasn't seen it because yeah, seen, like, I've everything. seen, he's seen
0: everything, yeah.
1: Um, so I was like, hey, you gotta watch this. He's like, I have heard about it, and I will make an effort. I'm like, hey, you know what? That's I'm excited that Corey found one that you hadn't seen because it's almost always yeah I've seen it' because that's what he does um, and uh, Matt had seen Atlantic, so, but otherwise, I had not heard much about it. um, same, I haven't heard much about sweetheart um I want to know though before I say what I think cause this is your pick. What were your thoughts on it? You found it? Did you enjoy it?
0: I did enjoy it um hmm.
1: yeah, this is going to be one where we say very little here and say a lot in spoilers.
0: Yeah, I really liked it. I think I think this is only the second movie I've seen Kiersey Clemens in. Obviously hard to beat loud. Um Um
1: keep going, I'm gonna verify that.
0: Okay. Um I think so. Um I feel like I'm actually gonna just stop there.
1: Oh uh, I liked well, it a lot. I don't know what she is in Justice League, but apparently she's in Justice League. Um, yeah, I've
0: never seen that.
1: Did you not see the remake of Flatliners?
0: Nope.
1: Really? Because we watched Flatliner, the original Flatliners for the show, and so I assumed you would have. Have you never and saw seen
0: it. Flatliners?
1: Not before we did the podcast. No. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna see it because I didn't need to because we're a ski for Sutherland.
1: I mean, but Elliot Page at the time was Ellen Page, but nevertheless, but Kiersey's in that. Um, she's also in a movie Dope, which you if you haven't seen Dope, you should totally watch Dope. Dope is well, dope, and um. She's gonna be in the new flash movie that's coming out, which is cool um I guess she's in rent oh she's in a version of rent twenty nineteen's rent what is that is that
0: oh i think i have seen i've seen dope
1: dope's real good um I don't specifically remember her in it um
0: wondering she's not the girl that is his girlfriend or
1: i'm i don't Oh, well, looking at the picture, I think she's...
0: Or that he had a crush on.
1: I th- Oh, she's like the lead. She's on the cover. She's the the kind of tomboyish one. I can't even see that. Which cover. I don't even think that's a phrase anymore because, you
0: know... Oh, okay. I see now.
1: Um, But yeah, I really liked that at the time. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I've only seen it once yet, yeah, and I saw it basically the year it came out. Um, I attempted to watch an L.A. Minute. And I did not make it very far into it and decided I would not review that movie because I just couldn't make it. Um, But Hearts Beat Loud is my favorite performance of hers for sure. Uh, Apparently she's in Scoob and also Lady and the Tramp, the the live action that was released only on Disney plus. Um, But I've not seen either of those as well. I do think she's a very good actress. I like her a lot in this and she has to really prove herself in this because she is the only character for large chunks of the movie um, it definitely has a castaway vibe, which I don't feel like that's a spoiler. Cause that is the movie. opens. I was
0: going to say that. And then I was like,
1: yeah, no, I mean, that is the the whole setup. Like there's not even like, yeah. unlike castaway where we get like 30 minutes or whatever. of I think is there's a, there's a window where we see him doing his job and then Life. the plane crashes. Um, you don't get that here. We, she literally wakes up on an Island and that's where the movie starts. Like, so you're right away in castaway land. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a visually good-looking movie. There are two shots that I cannot wait to talk about, but must wait because it is definitely spoiler territory. Um, but I I mostly like this. Um, there were some things I didn't like, and it does, I think it it's a very short movie. It's 82 minutes. But it also feels like there are things that you could tell they didn't know what to do, and it just kind of recycles some of the same... Things and not in like not in ways that are satisfying to me, um it felt like okay, we're just you don't know what to do now because there's only so many things you can do, so we're just gonna do that okay um but overall, I think it's it's pretty solid. I have a couple of little film making mm filmmakings out there, probably budgetary complaints, and that's not necessarily at the fault of of j d dillard or the the crew because this is a low-budget Blumhouse production, uh, which makes sense. This, it, you know, why would you spend a lot of money on something? That you it's it's all about character, and that's where I think the movie excels. I think Clemens is really strong in the role and is able to do a. Uh, she she conveys so much visually. Um, that's one of the things I love about her in Hearts Beat Loud is like even that movie's got a lot of talking in it. But a lot of the the subtext of the movie comes from their performances. And she's one of the key elements in that in Hartsby Lab. Um, And here, same thing. It's just her performance is really strong and you get a lot of who she is without her just like talking to herself and giving us exposition that way. Like you just kind of get what she's going through. Um, There is some subtext here that I, I couldn't find any like really deep analysis on this. And so I'm going to bring some things up that I was wondering about this movie because horror is so good at being um, in it, like an allegory. And yeah. there's some stuff in in the text that I feel like is alluding to what this movie could be about. But I couldn't find anyone talking about it to like verify my own suspicions. So I don't know. I'm going to bring it up in spoilers.
0: Yeah. I wonder if we're on the same page with that. I feel like we probably are.
1: It's definitely possible. Um, so I think, Corey, let's go to spoilers.
0: Guys, from here on out, we are going to talk about Sweetheart in great detail. You have been warned.
1: Okay, let's start with the fun thing. I didn't realize this was a monster movie.
0: I know, it could have been for next month.
1: <laughs> yeah, it could have been. And the the reveal of the monster with the flare is one of my favorite shots, like, ever. I love that shot so much, because she sees an airplane, shoots a flare into the sky, and as we see the flare fall to the water... We see the silhouette of the monster from it being like the flare falling behind it. And I was like, what is that? Like, I had no clue we were getting a creature feature until that moment. I was like, "Okay, hold on. This just got real interesting. And the way he reveals it is so cool because it's not just a reveal for us. It's also a reveal for her because she knew there was like an animal on the island, but didn't know it was a monster. And that was like, "Okay, this is really cool. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say,
0: there's something just, I mean, I feel like we've talked about movies enough to know that I'm terrified of, like, I love the ocean, but I'm also very terrified of the ocean. Mm -hmm. I'm very scared of drowning. Like, the thought of being on a desert island somewhere, you know, God knows how far from anything else, and then you find out, you know, I feel like that just upped i don't know i felt like it was a really good very scary reveal yeah that's in the middle of the ocean
1: it's in the middle of the ocean and here's here's the thing and this is not a criticism explicitly to this movie but i think to a lot of creature feature horror films the creatures so often don't look as good as i hope they're going to and i do partly blame that on cg here but i again i think that's a budget issue but I still think the design—it's like—is it—is it a shark? Is it not a shark? I don't—I don't, I have a I don't shark know. And
0: shark-shaped head. I don't know.
1: Um, because there's obviously you have some creature of the Black Lagoon type vibes, but it's not quite there. Like I would have much preferred a Del Toro design than what we got here. Um, and then again, it looks kind of bad, and they—they they tried to not show it, un- often because they—I think they know it's not going to look great. But again, I think even just the overall design is—is is lacking for me um that that is a, obviously a subjective thing uh, other people might be terrified of it i just was like it looks a little silly like its head is not proportionate to its bottle. body yeah it's a little too little you know where it's almost yeah. like oh it's a little silly okay. like it's a little sillyish. like still scary like if it were in front of me i wouldn't be okay i wouldn't laugh at it but i'm like right. yeah.
0: i always i don't know uh and there are some creature features or like some horror movies that don't ever really show you the monster and really use that to their advantage and also kind of stay within their limits i guess um
1: sometimes that's frustrating too though right like sometimes i just like i want to see it like show me the stupid monster but but Sometimes
0: um, it creates more atmosphere.
1: You're right, and sometimes uh, what's in your own head is much scarier yeah. than what you see on screen. So
0: yeah, so I definitely do agree about the creature, and still, even though it lives in the middle of the ocean, it still looks very human. You know, yeah, two arms, two legs. It does you, have four eyes apparently, but well,
1: and you got to wonder like why is it on this? Is it like I don't know. There's a lot of lore stuff you can ponder, uh, which I, again, that's not the movie's fault. Like I should. I, the questions I'm thinking are like just nitpicking, like, why is it on this island? Like, there's nobody else to eat. There why would it? One. Yeah. Or did it sink the ship? Is that like, but I don't think that's supposed to be the takeaway. Um, there was another shot in this movie that I really liked, but I currently can't think of what it was. Uh, but I love the flare shot so much. Um,
0: so I grew up in Florida and I went to the beach a lot and swam. In the ocean a lot. And I could not ever hold my eyeballs open to look mm. under the water. But there's like a scene of her with her eyes open underwater, looking at this hole in the ocean floor. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Can people really do that?
1: I think a Is, lot. I think people do that.
0: That sounds very painful.
1: Yeah. I I didn't swim under the water a lot in the ocean. Um, Cause it, you know, it's like I don't know. The oceans also kind of scares me, I guess. Yeah. Um. So, all right, let's talk plot for a second. So, uh, two of the people, the first person that washes up with her dies because he's got coral stabbed into his his stomach. Was that um, Brad? Uh, is that what? Brad. I think I I don't remember who died. To be honest, I know it's not Lucas Brad. or Mia. Um so it's either Brad or oh yeah, I guess it's Brad. I guess the other person's the creature. Um Andrew Crawford is listed as the creature on Letterboxd. Um so yeah, Brad dies instantly or whatever well pretty instantly. Um
0: I was wondering why she did that. What? Pulled it out of his abdomen.
1: Uh panic, maybe? Like not, you know, I don't know. Not everyone knows that. It, like with that type of wound, that it will bleed more if it's removed. But I, I, you know, yeah, it, it feels like it to me. It feels like common knowledge at this point. But there was definitely a time where I didn't know that. You know, I would have. And also, sometimes, like when you're panicky, you you do st- dumb stuff, right? Like, like she just wants to help, and she's like, "I, I'm going to help. I'll rip this out." And it's like, oh crap uh put it back in no, oh, do no. That. don't do that. <laughs> um but uh so when when what is his name uh lucas and mia show up we are under the impression that uh sweetheart which by the way i guess her name's jen but the way he calls her sweetheart so
0: condescending
1: condescending and also like like we get the name of the movie Calm down. Like it feels like he's like shouting the title at us. Like, yes. Cause he just like sweetheart. Like he emphasizes it so much that I I I don't know. Did they ever call her Jen? Because I honestly thought they were saying her name was Sweetheart the way he said it. Um but like we're we're supposed to believe that she has a history of being over dramatic or like claiming things about people. Um, false claims and they don't believe her about the monster because of her past like they use her past of quote-unquote crying wolf to not listen to her about the monster ultimately ending in their deaths like they both die because they wouldn't listen to her and I, i that's where i started wondering i'm like is this supposed to be like an allegory for like victim shaming um You know, like here she is saying, "Hey, this thing exists," and they're like, "No, it's all in your head," you know. Um, and especially like you said that she's they're condescending, and they said the way they call her "sweetheart," um, and basically act like she's the crazy one.
0: Even so, I thought that it was maybe playing up to like not I don't know if playing up is the right thing, but like believing women, Mm -hmm. and even Mia is you know not believing her I don't like I kind of feel like the line there's a line in the movie where Mia says just like you got um mugged right before the trip, yes, and the Mia uh Jen says something like she i can't remember her exact line, but it sounded like maybe she did make up some things or did you know i don't know they didn't say what but there was a line that i was like eh, you know kind of threw me off i don't know if you remember that line it was just right there at that conversation with mia
1: yeah it's just like you know um it's an interesting idea i didn't for sure fall into that like i don't know if that's really what it's going for because the again they like the lines there they they reference it but it doesn't totally pay off um because if the monster wasn't real or something like that like there if it was in her head or what if she like i i was getting also um life of pie vibes uh have you seen life of pie never oh you should totally watch life of pie but um so spoilers for life of (laughs) pie sorry i'm gonna just message
0: me and tell me when it's over yeah (laughs) so
1: um there is an element of life of pie where you everything you saw is put into question by the narrator. Like he basically points out maybe everything I just said isn't true, but which one do you really want to believe kind of thing? Like, it's like, like we, we see it as the, the more fantastical version. And we're called to question if those, if, if the fantastical elements were just the sugar coating of of the person telling the story um like the the oh man my brain is definitely not functioning properly but the uh unreliable narrator type trope and um i was expect i kind of thought this movie would have lent itself really well to that and i was waiting for that to either because... maybe be there and i don't think it i don't think that's i i think it's closed off that no this is a real thing it's really there but
0: because it could have been, because for the longest time it's just her, mm-hmm. and she's so she's the only one seeing the monster and us too. I mean, um, so like
1: to to kind of go with where my head was, um, she's on a deserted island that has we see no other animals really, right? Like I mean, there's some fish she catches or whatever, but I don't bird. think. Yeah, but so she buries her friend. The next morning, he's half eaten. Blah, blah, blah so my my thought was like, well, what if she ate him and to, but listen, but to deal with it, to like get her head past, like what she had to do to survive. She's created a monster, right? Like to, in her own head to like rationalize, I wouldn't have ate him, but a monster would, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and as they, like, like crafting the monster as a survival mechanism. And it, that, the movie doesn't in any way ever give any reason to think that outside of I've seen a lot of other stories and those are things that other movies have done and I thought it would have worked really really well if that's what it was going for but I don't think that's what it was going for um, I, uh, again if it was they they don't do enough to cement that as a possibility you can always interpret it as that I just don't think the movies other than me again like thinking ahead and trying to figure out like oh what's going on because that that's an early scene and i'm like okay is it a bear like i feel like if it were a bear it wouldn't just attack when she's asleep right like that's the other thing it was like everything was happening at first when she was out so it would be like another like layer of subconsciousness yeah
0: (laughs) um yeah i and we find out about another friend zach who is missing uh, he never washed up on shore, and at one point they say that uh, she's starting to sound a lot like Zach did. And when she gets on the uh, raft, there's a lot of blood all over the bottom of it.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I literally just read a on Letterboxd, I was like skimming through reviews, and the person points out that not only do those two people are those two people kind of obnoxious, but it almost implies that they ate the friend.:
0: Oh, I didn't think about that. I thought they murdered him.
1: Yeah, but like there's no body.
0: Yeah they could have threw him in the ocean though.
1: fair, but like why why murder him then?
0: Because they've been on that boat, and it didn't look like they had any supplies. For like a week,
1: Corey. What you just said is more evidence to the eating.
0: Thing. I know, John. I was just like saying it, and I was like, "Oh my god, they didn't have any food. They had no. Supplies. They roll up yeah. with nothing but the dang raft. They don't have water. They don't have anything. No, I knew as I was saying it, I was like coming to the realization.
1: Ah! Yeah, it's it's definitely implied because I, I actually. When I saw the blood in the, the, the raft, I'm like, "What? what's up with the raft? Like, what's up with that? Um, I mean, we I guess maybe that's why they didn't want to get back on the raft. Like, two reasons. Like, one, because that's where they did the worst thing they've ever done in their whole life. But also because she, they didn't have time to clean it off before letting her on it. You know what I mean? Like, because they were really keeping her out of it.
0: It also seems like there's something going on between Lucas and Mia, too. There are a couple scenes where, like, Jen looks back or looks over at them, and they're, like, really close.
1: Yeah, and, and the guy was supposed to be Jen's boyfriend, right? Yeah. And they don't, they never, I don't believe that for a second. Like, it, I mean, granted, they were, like, she was breaking up with them, it sounded like, or whatever. But, like, it, they have, like, zero chemistry. Like, I'm like, you guys were a couple? Like, I don't see that in right? any well, way.
0: He, he's obviously a D-bag. Yeah, he's yeah all- for sure. I pay for your whole life where are you gonna go live are you gonna go back to school how are you gonna pay for that like and maybe he did but just trying to put that control over somebody still it's like well if any of you make it off of this island homie you can figure it out then god I did not think about them eating the friend
1: yeah I didn't I, I didn't either it's <laughs> See, funny but I accused her maybe of doing it but uh <laughs> um yeah like
0: because there's a knife on the freaking swiss army knife also since when does a swiss army knife actually cut things
1: well i mean but it did have a fork so that makes it convenient Um,
0: and they just ate it raw
1: i mean they would have had to right unless they have like a lighter and they can do like s'more style oh my god one marshmallow at a time um but yeah it's hard to say for sure that they did do that, but it definitely, the movie seems to allude to that because of that reference. Um, so that is interesting. Um, a, a, another weird twist in this movie. Again, that's what's interesting about it. I like a lot of those swings that I didn't see coming because this would have been scary if she's just stuck on an Island, right? Like that premise is scary. Like being stranded on a desert Island is a scary concept.
0: Oh, and we didn't talk about, it's a very scary concept, like, that sounds like a nightmare that I probably will have tonight, but, since we're talking about it. But we didn't talk about the other family that had been there.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, uh, she finds, like, their stuff in the pictures of and stuff like that.
0: And I'm very bad with, like, dating things, but, it, I mean, that was an old Game Boy, would you say, like, 90s? Yeah. And yeah there were gravestones and stuff
1: which they made good points to all of those things they're like well who took the picture and you know like who buried them like those are those are valid questions that i don't think the movie answers (laughs) it's like
0: well i mean i feel like all those things are easily answered though one of the family members took the picture and the last person that died was probably pulled out into the ocean because obviously they were surviving the you know
1: this monster
0: i don't know i don't feel like those are
1: no, that, that makes sense. I I guess I'm just like I'm still thinking there's a chance that the monster is something like more metaphorical and not as literal as it apparently is. Um But yeah, that's uh that's sweetheart. I don't think there's much else to add. Um is there anything else? No. So I I would say a decent watch for my take.
0: Oh my god. I am never gonna remember these guys. I'm never gonna remember. I'm gonna tattoo it on my hand. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a decent watch also it's not not quite golden pony boy but I yeah. still really enjoyed it for what it was yeah
1: there's definitely it's definitely worth checking out um, there's no like but it's just it, it's not it's a solid movie that's what decent watch is right like it, everything's solid there's nothing exceptional there just that one shot of the flare is exceptional I think that shot's amazing but otherwise she would yeah. have remembered
0: yeah you uh, when you remember
1: i i did i looked up uh it, D- david Ehrlich is a um critic i i look to a lot i don't usually agree with him necessarily but his writing is always phenomenal i i really like how he articulates stuff and he it was uh he also loved the shot with the flare the other thing he thought was amazing i don't think was that amazing was the uh the black hole where the creature appears to come out of
0: i mean terrifying yeah
1: but yeah but i i didn't think it looked great no it' just like it looks like a crappy hole in the, the I'm like, how does know. that
0: work with the sand
1: yeah, it's such a weird concept that doesn't again get explored like if she went through it, that would have been kind of cool that. um but yeah, I'm just like, well, that's nothing I don't care i mean
0: she's a she's a bad baddie, you know. she's
1: great no i again she's a a highlight for sure, but um, I'm just saying like I would have liked to if you're gonna show the hole. I I felt like we needed like either her closing it to like kill the creature or something. And I don't feel like that happens. It's just like, okay, cool. It comes out of a big hole in the ground. Um, but that's, that's our review of sweetheart. Let's talk about next month, October, 2021. Our theme is going to be creature features. So these are going to be movies that feature a creature Um, which is what Corey alluded to earlier with Sweetheart. We didn't know it was a creature movie. It would have fit perfectly in next month's list. So it's almost going to be like we get six movies in this theme, although technically it is just five. Uh, We're going to start strong with a movie that I've been meaning to watch for so freaking long. We're watching Monster Squad, um, which is currently available to watch on Amazon Prime. However, if you're hearing this um, the weekend of September 24th through 26th or twenty seven. Uh Voodoo has it on sale. They have a bunch of 80s movies on sale for $8. So you can actually buy Monster Squad for 8 bucks right now, digital. Um, but it is on Prime. So if you're already subscribed to Prime, no reason to, to spend extra money. Um, but I've been wanting to watch this for a long time. Uh, it features all of the old school Universal Monsters in like a team up movie. Um, I, I'm excited to check it out. Uh, then I'm going to be re-watching, but Corey will be watching for the first time Psycho Gorman. Uh, a Shudder original, if I'm not mistaken, but it is out. Like it was, in, it had a small theatrical run and stuff. Um, I watched it on a screener right before it was released on Shutter, and I had a blast with it. So I'm excited to rewatch it. Then we're traveling back in time to 1933 to watch the original King Kong, a movie I've been meaning to check off of a list for a long time. Uh, so excited to finally visit that movie. Um, then Corey has selected The Retreat first Shudder, another Shudder original because that's what Corey does lately Um, getting that money's worth and then uh, we're ending the Creature feature with one of the only Universal monster movies I've not seen, The Wolfman Um, Corey, have you seen any of the ones that I picked?
0: No Oh yeah, I have, I've seen Monster Squad
1: Ah, well, I'm sorry I'm making you revisit it, but I'm revisiting Psycho Gorman so I guess it balances out Well that's going to be our October. That's coming up in one week. Um, in the meantime, if you like what we do here at Burke Reviews Movie Club, we ask that you take just a minute to rate and review the podcast on whatever podcatcher you use to, uh, to listen and follow us on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews and Corey.
0: At Corey, our star, two hours on the end.
1: And this has been our month of representing on the Movie Club. We'll be back next month with Creature Features. And until then, keep watching movies.
0: Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think.
1: This has been a Berk Reviews podcast. BerkReviews.com